are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Normally, I try to get my messages earlier than what I'm going to tell you. God gave this to me on Friday, perhaps Thursday, but um, it began to percolate on Thursday, I know that. We had finished last Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And Thursday, I got in my car and I drove to Sacramento for the funeral of Pastor Hedger's wife and uh, was there. And, uh, and there was traffic both ways. And uh, then I got home that night and I had time alone. And I just, uh, maybe you fellows did the same thing. I was just musing over the week. I don't know what I could have wanted to be improved. Everything was such a blessing. And I felt like God literally was speaking to me all week. When Brother Tony preached, uh, two messages, I felt like he was camping. He, he, he preached about the man of God on Wednesday night. I thought, I, that's what I want. I preached on that on Monday night, unbeknownst to him. On Tuesday night, Brother Larry Brown shut the door. Uh, there's certain things you got to shut the door on. It was just, just a, and then the sessions and the singing and the special music and, 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 and the special music as people were singing, God, God was speaking to me. I don't know who the commentator was or the, uh, the news person, but someone on it was a lady on the news a couple months ago mentioned how that she was making fun that Mr. Pence said that God spoke to him. Well, I'll tell you why she thinks that's funny, because he doesn't speak to her. If you're a child of God, God speaks to us. Now, don't get spooked out on me. I'm not talking in the middle of the night. Hey, Trevor! It's none of that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it's, but God speaks. How does he speak? How does he speak? He speaks to us through the word of God. As I read this book and the older I get, I, and I study from other books, I have a great library, but I love reading this book right here. I try to spend a lot of time every week. I have my whole ministry. I get up early in the morning, like you do. Maybe you're a lot earlier than me, but I love to get up early and read this Bible and meditate upon this Bible and study this Bible and memorize this Bible and feed on this Bible. And I, I was so worried when I went into the ministry. I said to my father-in-law who pastored for 57 years the same church, I said to him years ago before I came here, how, how can you preach from one book? I'd like to stay 50 years. Now, I've made that longer now that I'm getting closer. But I said, I wanted to stay 50. How can I preach 50 years? He said, you're going to find you're going to find this book has more truth than you. He's going to open it up. He'll open your eyes. It's an amazing thing about the Bible. I can take all these men that are all preachers and the preachers that are in this auditorium, and we can assign every one of us the same text. And they'd all preach probably same material, but have a different application. My college president said the Word of God has one interpretation but many applications. 
and it can apply to our heart. I was preaching this morning, that first, first time in, where God spoke to a sinner, Adam, in the Old Testament, where he said to him, the first question, where art thou? And Brother Bertram and I were talking, he goes, you ever go to the New Testament? The first question? What was that first question in the New Testament? I'm talking about the Bible now. Where is he? Where is he? Where art thou? Uh, God was looking for man, and now man's looking for God. That's a great thought. Why didn't you tell me that while I was preaching? I could have sounded real smart and intelligent. Isn't the Bible amazing? It's just amazing. My first Sunday here in February 1976, I preached because I'd only preached three times in my life as an assistant pastor. And once it was on the radio, nobody saw me. I preached something I really knew. We had about 20 some people there in the Sunday morning. It was an amazing thing. Five got saved and, and went on for God. But I preached, I thought something I really knew, John 3, 16. And the longer I've been in the ministry, I can't comprehend or wrap my mind around John 3, 16. I preached a series years later on every two words of John 3, 16, for God. Next week, so loved the world. He gave his son. It just moves me. That, that, you know, that word of God, God speaks to us through his Bible. Let him speak to you this week. God speaks to us not only through the scripture, God speaks to us through the spirit. Every day of my life, I must be worse than you people, but almost, I, I, I could, I, not almost, every day, his, don't, don't do that. Don't say that. I, I have this mouth that likes to say things. Maybe you don't have one. I just like to not fight, or I don't, I'm not a fighter. I, 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 I don't like that, but I'll fight for something. But, but I, I'm not, and not criticism, and not caustic, and not, but I always want to say something. And it's not mean, it's just I want to say something. And <laughs> you're just laughing over there, Brother Fenner. You ever get that way? That's Italian. It's because he listened to the message this morning because I'm Italian. And the Spirit of God so many times, don't say it. And I'll, most of the time, Brother Nolan, I'll back up and I'll try another way. And the Spirit of God, it, it happens, Brother Reg, it happens every day of my life. So many times this week, I wanted to say something to somebody. I wanted to engage them so they'd ask me a question so I could tell them what I was thinking. And every time, the Spirit of God says, it's none of your business, don't say it. But God, I want to help this dear man, I love him. But, it's, but he's not asking for help, so don't try it. That's the Holy Spirit of God. I try, I don't say I'm successful at it. I try to listen to the Holy Spirit when I'm on the way over to El Camino. There's so many ways to go. What way should I go today, Lord? I wanna to listen to his voice. I wanna to listen to that, 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 that prompting of the Holy Spirit. We've said for so many years in this place, obey every spiritual impulse. When the Spirit of God tells you, reach in your pocket and give some money to that person. And that happens many times a week for me. And I'm not rich. 
That happens, I think, almost every day with my wife. God, God, that, that's a gift that I think God gave us. We're, we're supposed to give. And we enjoy giving. Many of you are that way. God, God wants to speak to your heart. God wants to speak to my heart. I'm getting to my message, but I want to come to you tonight for this week. Will you hear his voice this week? Will you hear his voice this week? Will you, will you go to class as college students and listen for the word of God and listen to the spirit of God speaking to your heart? There are certain moments I can take you back in Bible college where I was when God spoke to my heart. I know that those are moments that God dealt with me. And that winter night, that winter day of 1969, when I was in Jeremiah, God spoke to me through his word. He kept me from making a decision that was a wrong decision. I can recall in high school, summer camp, going into my junior year, God in Idaho spoke to my heart powerfully during that service that night. We didn't, I didn't go forward and make a decision. I went back to my cabin down a gravel road over a little bridge to a two-story cabin and went upstairs and I was in that cabin. I couldn't sleep that night. I was so troubled. God was speaking to Jack. I remember getting out of my cabin. I didn't tell the counselor and I, I went across that wooden porch and down the long driveway and then down that gravel road and over that bridge and up a hill, and everything was dark, and it was quite a distance. It would be like almost, almost from here to the Clyde Avenue property, not quite that far. I knocked on my uncle's door, Brother Bill, Uncle Bill, who built that building on Clyde Avenue. And I knocked, and he came, and he said, Jack, what's going on? And I began to say, Uncle Bill, I've got to talk to you. He said, now? Yes, Now? We went and sat in the front seat of his brand new 66 Ford. It was a beautiful car. He sat behind the steering wheel. And I sat in the front seat of the passenger side and I could not express to him because I was so eat up with guilt that I wanted to be this good Christian. I really did and I wanted to live this life and I was so frustrated and I, I couldn't tell him. I knew he'd, I thought he'd be so ashamed of me. It's an amazing thing, later I became his pastor. Buried my aunt and my precious uncle. They both died at age 68. You know, God was speaking to me in high school. I can take you back to a specific day in the year John F. Kennedy died in junior high. God dealt with me on this particular day. God dealt with me. He was speaking to me. God speaks to his children. You know, parents want to speak to their kids. Mothers and dads have so much to offer. We had such a wonderful home when we had kids. We, we loved talking to our kids. We enjoyed it. And we would take a ride almost every night or something, just ride around. Sometimes we'd go over there to the thrifty. It was 15 cents when our kids were the ice cream cones. I don't know what it is now, but it's not, it's not like some of these expensive places. We'd go get an ice cream cone, and we'd talk, and we'd sing, and we'd fellowship. And family Bible time, we'd talk. 
And it was such a wonderful, I wanted to talk to my kids. Brother Tim was here last week and I got the joy, he stayed in our house and got to talk to him. What God's doing in his life, how God's moving his heart. Here's a passage and I wanna read some things about the passage and it's a long introduction and I won't be very long tonight. But it's a chapter that God is dealing with the hardness of the hearts of men. And he says, as Brother Bertram prayed, it was God speaking. This is the word that came, verse one, from the Lord. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim this word and say, what's the next word? And say, and say, and say, what's the word? Hear, God wants his people to hear. Would you open your ears? He says, I'm in the Lord's house. I'm proclaiming something. Would you hear what I have to say? Notice what he says over here in chapter number 13. Notice how he's speaking and they did not hear. And now because I have done all these works, here it is, saith the Lord, I speak unto you. Rising up early and speaking. But, next three words, ready? Begin. Ye heard not. I called, but ye answered not. It's all talking about a two-way communication. God was trying to talk to those people, and they said, uh, I don't have time for you, God. I'm not listening, God. Notice what he says, please, in verse 16. I pray not for this people, neither lift I a cry prayer for them, neither make the intercession for I will not, what's the word? I'm not gonna hear. I came to you, you turned a deaf ear to me, time and time. God said to these people, I'm not gonna listen. Notice what he says in verse number 23. This thing command I them saying three words, three words, what did he say? Obey, obey my voice. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Do you hear me? Verse 24, but they hearken not. They wouldn't listen. Verse 26, but they hearken not unto me, nor inclined their ear. They would not hear, they would not hear. Verse 27, therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken. They won't listen. Thou shalt also call them, but they will not answer thee. Verse 28, but thou shalt say unto them, here it is, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord. You're not listening to me. I don't know what the message is. I guess I could go back and look, but I preached several years ago here, and I, had, I don't have it today, but I have a recording of one of my grandsons when he was, he was probably about three years of age. I, I want to say, I want to say that boy is, is now 13 or 14 or so. And I was in Batesville, Arkansas, I'll never forget it. It was uh, the first week in February and I was preaching in Batesville, Arkansas. And uh, after the service, I, I, I picked up the phone and I was listening to the voicemail. And it was one of my grandsons. And his mama said, it's, it's Papa, go ahead and say, Hey, Papa, Papa. I think he said, this is TJ. Papa. Papa. And it was leaving on the voicemail. I still have the voicemail. 
And mama says in the background, it's a voicemail. And he says, Papa not listening to me. Well, I was listening later. I want to hear the voice of God. I know God's going to speak to me tonight. I know he will. And if I live and eat tarries, he's going to speak to me tomorrow. He's maybe going to say, pass a track to that person. He's going to impress upon my mind, why, why am I, uh, our Sunday school class, we just finished the book of Jonah, four weeks and four chapters in Jonah, and we began the book of Joel two weeks ago. Today was chapter one. I don't know why we're in Joel. I don't have any idea why we're in the book of Joel. This is a young couple's class I'm teaching. But I know the Spirit of God was impressing me several weeks ago, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, about the book of Joel. And so I, I had to wait on that. I said, I don't know if this is where, you know what I'm talking about, Brother Pooch, and that happens all the time, where I don't know why this would be a good book for young married couples. And I don't know if it is, but I do know that the Spirit of God impressed upon my heart to go to the book of Joel, so we're in the book of Joel. The Spirit of God is gonna say, sir, why don't you be just, just, just be nice to your wife. Then be nice to your wife. You might, you might have the Spirit of God say to you, dear lady, be sweet to your children. Don't be upset, don't be mad. You have them for a window. And then they're gone. And they are gone. Just such a short time. Just such a short time. Listen, we had an old preacher here, a man of God. He may be listening right now, 84 years of age. Dr. Dion, Great Falls, Montana, he came this week. And I'll be very careful how I say he's in the hospital right now. He had congestive heart failure while he was here. And his sweet wife, about the same age, is struggling with memory. I guess you know what I'm saying. And I saw, I was there visiting him yesterday, and they thought he'd get out, and I was there when the doctor said, you can't get out today. And his daughter called and said, Dad, we got everything in the car. We're packed up, and Mother and I are coming to pick you up. They're going to take him to Sacramento, then get him back to Colorado. And they said, honey, the doctor was just here. I can't get out today. And I heard that sweet girl speak to her dad. She didn't know the speakerphone was on, and I didn't know if I should say. I didn't, I didn't want to. I'm listening to this conversation. I felt a little awkward, and the speakerphone was on, and, and, uh, and, and she said, oh, Dad, that's no problem. No problem. She's all packed up. No problem, she's not in her home. No problem, she's here a few more days. No problem, what are we talking about? It's no problem because that girl, she's obeying the Spirit of God. And I'm gonna tell you something today, you're gonna lose your dad, you're gonna lose your mother, you're gonna lose a brother, you're gonna lose a sister, you're gonna lose a husband, a wife, and death. And when the Spirit of God says, be kind to your mate, and be kind to your children, and be kind to a roommate, and be kind to an instructor, and be kind to a man of God, and be kind to a neighbor, then be kind. 
I find in this text, he's just speaking over and over. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, listening. Revelation, the seven churches, seven times. He says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. This week, I'm gonna listen. I feel like a hypocrite because this morning I told you I was not gonna tell you anything, but you don't know this. But probably 15 years ago, I noticed I was having a hard time with hearing. And my dad was 90 some percent deaf, could hear with hearing aids. And I never told anybody, but the night before I told my wife, and she about had the big one. She goes, you have waited till the night before to tell me this. And I went to the hospital, and, and I'm not gonna spend my life telling you all my woes. And they put me in the operating table, and they put a titanium microphone in this ear. It's the strangest thing because it's like a megaphone, especially if I do this. Oh, that sounds so good. I can, I can hear. It, it just, I don't know what it is when I do that. I discovered it years later. But I can find it. It, it just magnifies it. it. It's loud. I can hear. And God wants to plant a microphone in your ear. God wants to put something in your ear so that you'll listen. I know, Brother Oxenine, he's going to speak to you this week. I know it, and you do too. Isaiah, I know God's going to speak to you. He will, and you're listening. You men are listening. Brother Jose, he'll, he'll speak. He'll speak to you and your wife in your salt book, and you don't need to turn there, but amid the hustling, clamoring world, sometimes it's hard to hear the voice of God speaking to my soul. But in my quiet time alone, as I approach his holy throne, his tender words fall gently on my ears. He still speaks. I know his voice, sweeter sound, never heard by mortal tongue. Oh, mortal ears. And to thank that God by his own choice still speaks to me. It makes me rejoice. He still speaks. The year was 1912. 1912, a, a person was approached and they said, we want you to write us a song. A song that gives hope in a hopeless day. A, a song that will bring rest for the weary. The writer of this song, and I'll quote for you, you know the song, was a great man of God. And that great man of God went to, he said, my favorite Bible text, I was just reading it, and I thought, what song can I write giving hope to the hopeless and giving rest to the weary? And you know, in songwriting, you, you just got to feel it. That God's got to just give it to you. 
And so he sort of laid it aside and he just was reading one day. His favorite text was John chapter 20. And he entered that garden scene. And I was there in that garden scene. He went out to his garden. He saw beautiful roses. And he pictured the garden scene as our Lord was there in agony. And he wrote these words. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear calling on my ear. See, God, God speaks. The Son of God discloses. Listen to this. And he walks with me. And what's the next phrase? And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. God speaks. In the quietness of your room this week, dormitory, in the quietness of traveling to wherever you have to go, in a hotel room this week, in your home, in your Bible reading, in your family time, listen how God will speak to you. At the dinner table, God will speak to you. You'll notice that the Spirit of God will say, we're not as grateful as we should be. Everybody get up and never said thank you to mother. Hey, kids, come on. We don't have to make World War III out of it. The Lord would not do something like, hey, kids, come back here. You know something that was missing from this meal tonight? Was it bread? Oh, no, Dad, we had bread. Well, was it vegetables? No, Dad, we had those green vegetables and we had corn. We had vegetables tonight. Oh, we missed the salad. No, we had salad, Dad. Oh, it was chicken. We missed it. No, we had chicken. Nothing was missing. One thing was, you know, kids, God just dealt with my heart. We need to be grateful to Mama. Don't you think? And tell her thank you. Begin to listen for the little prodding by the Spirit of God. Say you're sorry. The Spirit of God will t- say you're sorry. Yeah, but I, I, I tell you what, it was both of us. I don't know, the Spirit of God, I don't know what he's telling your wife or telling your husband, but the Spirit of God's telling you, say I'm wrong. Then say it. Say I'm too opinionated. I want you to forgive me, wife. I'm so opinionated. I want you to forgive me, children. I, I spoke to you rather harshly today. He speaks, second stanza, and the sound of his voice is so sweet that the birds hush their singing. He's out in this garden. He saw the birds, he saw the roses, and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. I'll stay in the garden with him though the night around me is falling. He bids me go through the voice of woe. His voice to me is calling. God's speaking. Did you notice the last verse in the text tonight? God is dealing with this disobedient people in verses 32 to 34. Verse 34, then uh, I will cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem, what? The voice of myrrh, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom, the voice of the bride, for the land shall be desolate. 
It's going to be wasted. The bride should be happy, but there'll be no more speaking. The groom should be happy, but there'll be no more speaking. The city of the streets should be glad and happy, but God says, there's coming a day that I won't speak anymore. You will not listen. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.